Well, welcome to the journey. Um, this is Kevin Polking. And uh, let me just share a little bit about what the journey is uh, about. The journey is uh, stories, individual stories about individuals who have had either had setbacks in their life or opportunities to uh, learn certain things regarding either those setbacks or opportunities to learn and develop into who they wanted to be, who, um, who God designed them to be. And then sometimes we also have then reflections of things that I may just be um, observing or I might be studying and then just some kind of feedback about that. But today we have uh, John Pratt uh, joining us today. And uh, John, uh, welcome to the journey. And uh, I know we've known each other I mean, I'm trying to think about how many years now. <laughs> it's, it's uh, probably, uh, well, 2015. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so about six years. So, yeah. uh, so I, I think when I first met you, it was when you and Caleb, uh, my son, were playing football together at Rockford University. Yeah. And yeah. He, he would have been a freshman at that time and you would have been uh, a senior. And yeah. um, and then and then the following year, you guys were roommates together yeah. uh, was his sophomore year or actually that either would have been your second senior or or your or your junior. Because did you you play, did you play? Did you guys yeah. both play, play together? OK. Gotcha. Yeah, I played. He played. Yeah. The first time he was, we played together was my senior year. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, so uh, yeah, tell us a little. Let, let's first start with the football thing because I could talk about football all the time. So, <laughs> yes. So, uh, when did? Uh, how did you get involved with football? Why football versus other sports? And and we should probably also tell people where you where you live and where you grew up. Um, well, right now I stay in Carson, California. This is where my parents grew up. It's, this is kind of like their home. Uh, their their safe spot, I, I could say, but they wanted their children to grow up in a better place than they did. So we moved out to Palmdale, California, and that's basically where I grew up at, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And, and then how did, uh, and how did, uh, how'd you get involved with sports? Why, why football? Was there other sports you got involved with or what, you know, why football? I, actually growing up, I played probably every sport <laughs> um, okay. to I my first love was baseball. Oh. And then from baseball, I played basketball, fell in love with that one. And then from basketball, I played football. And that was the start of high school. It was my first time ever playing football, really. It was just a spur the moment thing. Um, the coach looked at me and my size and he said, you should play football. And I said, okay. And practice was the next day and I showed up to practice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that was kind of how I was introduced to football. But, but prior to that, I played volleyball. I ran track. I was like, yeah, I did all the sports growing okay. up. Just try to stay busy, try to stay out of trouble, you know. Sure. Yeah. And and tell tell us tell for the audience tell us that may not be familiar with Palmdale, uh, tell us a little bit about if you compared, especially as a young person, if you compared Palmdale to Carson, how, how would you compare the compare the two the two the two cities? Two. Um, Palmdale is more like a desert. It's like uh, um, it reminds you of Arizona, like the feeling you get out there. It's always hot when it's summertime, cold in the winter, 
Um, it's just a desert and it's about an hour and a half away from LA where Carson is really a city outside of LA. It's probably takes you 15 minutes to get downtown. Okay. So it's, it's more busy out here than it is in Palmdale. Palmdale's kind of slower, um, where, you know, families go to, to, uh, raise their, their family. Gotcha. Okay. And, and then obviously Carson being in the midst of the LA area, right. It's, it's, it's that busier, uh, city, city aspects of it. And so, yeah, yeah, so that's going to be a much different, uh, intensity level, much different, uh, you know, traffic wise and everything like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so when you um, so when you started playing playing football for Palmdale uh, and again, it was, you know, invitation by a coach, which is, you know, which is crazy how many times we hear that, that, you know, a coach sees something in someone and then they, you know, they join. And then all of a sudden now, because that's a it opens up, a, you know, a huge door. When when did football become that at that time period for it become that thing where you then pursued playing, you know, playing college and then you know, obviously traveling halfway across the United States to continue playing. So uh, I really felt like the first day of practice after the first day of practice, I met all the guys and we just bonded right away. I think my best friend, me and my best friend, we we fought the first time we met each other. And that was on the football field. <laughs> we had like an argument, almost went to blows. <laughs> Interesting. And then he became like my best friend and he's like my brother now. Um so it was just that commodity. It's just like football was the only sport I had where we felt like a family. Okay. And that's how the coach wanted it to be. And that's when I really fell in love with it because I felt like I was wanted, if that makes sense. Like, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that bigger feeling part of something. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then after Palmdale, you went you went to a junior college, is that right? Yeah. And, and what what junior college was that? It was Citrus College in Glendora because at a high school, I didn't really do good in high school. I wasn't always good in school. That was something I had to work on. So I didn't get accepted to any colleges, but I still wanted that feeling when you move away and go to college because I still wanted to pursue football and still wanted to be in college and say I had a college degree. So I had to go that route, but I still wanted that feeling where I would leave home to go to college even though I was in JC so after my high school that's when I started well it was during senior year that's when we started looking at different JC's and I just fell in love with Citrus and their coach and (laughs) yeah nice okay so when you think back of your high school experience as a student what 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 why do you think you kind of uh, weren't weren't uh, as good a student as you could have been. What do, what do you think influenced that, or what mind wise, anything? Um, definitely uh, girls <laughs> was number one. You know, <laughs> like when you're in high school, hormones come in. The last thing you're doing is thinking about his homework. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then I don't know, just something about school where it was like certain certain classes, like math class. I would really, really try my hardest and fail. And then everybody kept telling me, oh, yeah, if you try, you'll get a C. And it was very confusing because I'm trying my hardest, doing all I can, doing my homework, and I'm still getting Ds. <laughs> so I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing my, like you thought, doing your part to it, but it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not coming out the way you said. Yeah. Or they, or the way they said, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And, and so then when you, you know, went away to Citrus um, and then later, uh, you know, had an opportunity to come to Rockford University and play, uh, how would you view yourself as a student then compared comparatively to when you were younger? Um, it was just, actually, it was just hard work and dedication. Um, when I got to Citrus, the first thing my football coach told me the very first day, very first practice, he asked us all, how much do you really love football? And we didn't know how to answer that question. You know, 17, 18 year old kids. We're like, what is he talking about? We love it. We're here. You know, but we didn't get what he was trying to say, like how much you, you love football. And then going through that journey, because I was there for three years, I, I shared it my first year and then played my, uh, my uh, second two years. And just going through that journey was when I was like, oh, this is what he means. Like, how, how much time are you willing to be dedicated to your schoolwork? And how much time you're willing to be dedicated to watch film and go to the weight room and practice. And that's when I was like, oh, this is what he means. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. So that question, how much, cause clearly you guys wanted to play or you wouldn't be there. Yeah. But when he asked that question, how much do you love it? Then, then, you saw it unfolding over time, what that question really meant. And you could put probably anything in that it part. Right. And he was talking about football, but it could be anything, anything. Yeah. (laughs) So that same formula could, could be applied to other things. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, I know that when you and Caleb were roommates, right. And that, that was when that he would come to me. So, you know, he would come to me and say, you got to listen to this or you got to listen to this or whatever's going on. And, and then, Hey, Pratt's going to be, and he's was talking about you making some music. Yeah. So, so, so tell us a little bit about how did that all unfold and, and, and what was that? Uh, have you always been interested in music or Tia, tell us the story about the, you know, playing music. <clears throat> yeah. As a kid, um, as a kid, my dad would always used to play Tupac that was probably the first artist I was ever interested in and he would play it all the time and as a kid I would get this feeling I was like man like Tupac really means what he says (laughs) and I was just trying to like wrap my head around that all the time and then like my dad bought me a keyboard and I started playing with the keyboard until I can eventually replay um basically the presets that they would give you of songs I can replay it myself Uh, and that's when the love started and then I just started like studying uh rappers almost all the time I would take his cds (laughs) till this day he he hates that because he's like where all my cds go but I would take (laughs) them listen to them keep the ones I liked (laughs) and it, it was like a you know, something I love, but it was something everybody always told me that you cannot do. So I never pursued it as a kid. So I always went the sports route. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then um, 
just going to Rockford was probably the first time I actually picked up a pen and started writing. And that's because of my roommate, Gabe. Um, we were playing around. We were having instruments on from YouTube. And we were playing around and I would start trying to rap. And he was like, man, bro, you like actually pretty good. Like you should pursue this. And from there on, it was just been like, okay, how can I make this work? But even then, I, I don't think I was that serious. It was almost like back to that question, how much do you like football? It was like, how much do you like music? <laughs> I didn't okay. get it at the time. Yeah. Sure, sure. And and so so it, it maybe like football, it was an interest. Okay, so you pursued it, maybe a hobby type of thing. Yeah. And and so when you think back to that time period, and well, maybe before I ask that question, so it sounds like Tupac as as an artist had had influence on your interest level, and 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 it sounds like also your interest level in being a storyteller. Yeah. And yeah. Who 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 else was maybe an influence uh, during those during those developmental years? Um, it was a lot of West Coast artists, but my. My favorite all-time artist is Ice Cube. Everybody knows Ice Cube. And it was kind of like, man, like everything he did just out in the music. And then he would branch out outside the music with movies. And he's always been this, I'm going to reinvent myself kind of guy. And I kind of like fell in love with that. He's probably the only celebrity I probably get nervous around because I like grew up and, and just looked up to him like since I was a little kid till today. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. And, and so the, the fact that he w- was an individual that, like you said, recreated himself multiple times yeah. and, and, and it appears to continue to be able to do that. Um, it has been, it has been pretty astounding because the first time I I've heard of him was as a, as an artist, as a, as a, you know, when, yeah. when he was on stage, you know, and, um, and so that, and now I, I associate him now as an actor than I associate him even exactly. as, as, as an artist now. So, and, and so when you started playing around with writing, writing stuff out, what, yeah, what was that like? And I know it was more of a hobby than it was really, a, you know, it wasn't yet a passion. Maybe it was more of that hobby. Um, it was a hobby. Yeah. Um, right. What were some of the things that were, well, what were you writing about? What were the things that you were you were trying to express, especially being influenced like by Tupac? <laughs> you were talking about what was going on real in your life. And then that's the funny part. You know, when you're young and you're in college, it's like I'm not talking about none of that stuff. I'm just talking about party mm. women, you know, and liquor. <laughs> so that's what I started writing about. Um, okay. And then I, I, I made one serious song because I had a crush on a girl. And I was, I'm a late bloomer, you know, I never really had a relationship. So I didn't know how to tell her at the time. So I wrote it in a poem, you know, and I had never even told her it was about her either. It was just like something I just needed to get off my chest and I keep, you know, going about my life. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. So, so that obviously is an aspect of, of this idea that it's, like a you know, a lot of times songs are going to be like poetry, right? Just going to yeah. be, and it may be just I need to get this off my get this off my chest. I need to I need to release this somehow, 
versus like when some people like when I think of like poetry when I was in high school it was always trying to make things rhyme or trying to you know yeah and 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 I realize now that it it's there is a there is an art part of that but it's also trying to tell that story yeah yeah definitely so when do you when did it move from kind of like with the football thing when did it shift from uh a hobby into something into something more uh, that was um probably i would say eight months after i graduated college okay uh, yeah i worked at the post office it's a weird story but it was this old lady on the docks because i worked you know in the plant and we removed packages all night and it was an old lady on the dock and i kept talking to her and she kept talking to me about my journey my life journey and god and stuff and at the time i was just like oh this old lady's just she's just old and cute you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it, i wasn't even thinking about that but um it was kind of cool that she was just you know just like talk to me about life and the journey but i loved my job at the time because it was cool um, I didn't work hard and I was getting paid a lot of money for not working hard. <laughs> so I was like, this is real cool. And then they moved me to LA where I was just in the, basically the Mecca of LA where all the packages come. When all the packages around the world come, they come to that plant. So life changed <laughs> where I'm working 13 to 16 hour days trying to move packages and life became really hard. And then uh, a few months after I uh, was was transferred, she was transferred. So I, it, it, I would, you know, during my lunch break, would go talk to her on the docks again. And it was just like, she was like, so do you know what you're going to do with your life yet? And I was like, what do you mean? I think I'm doing pretty good with myself. And I never knew what she was meaning, like, you know, <laughs> until one day an old man came up to me. And he asked me, um, what are you going to do with your life? And this is during our lunch break. And I was like, uh, what do you mean? And he said, look, I'm 62 years old and I've been working at this plant since I'm 18. My life's been miserable. And lately I've been thinking about, man, what if I quit this job and pursued my real dream? <laughs> and I just thought about that. And that's when I was like, you know what? That's why I just was like, I quit. I just quit trying to work at the post office and trying to figure out where I'm going to go in life. And then that's when I fell in love with music again. I started writing and everybody at the post office was like, you should pursue that. You're really good at it. So that's when I quit the post office and went to school for music in Arizona. And that's when I really started, you know, learning how to create music, how to engineer it, how to make the beats. And since then, it's just been like a, a grind every day trying to pursue this passion. Yeah. And it's only been three years now, but from being serious. True. <laughs> yeah. True. So, so with that, so you all right? so bring the audience, bring the listeners back. Okay. So you, you were at RU, played football there. Um, what did you get your degree in there? Computer science. And that's the rough part. I always say, like, I think when I got transferred, I went through a deep depression 
where I moved to LA, I have a college degree, and yet it's hard for me to find a job. Now, the only job that I can find is the post office. And the people that I'm working around have never went to college. They only have high school diplomas. And that was, I think that was the start of my depression where I'm just like, um, man, I, I, I worked so hard in college and I can't even find a job outside. I have this college degree. Like, what do you want me to do? I know my stuff. And then every interview, they're just turning me down. And I'm like, what it is about, what is it about me that they don't want to accept me and they're accepting other individuals? So that was the beginning of like this journey of trying to find myself. And that's when I found music. Okay. Okay. So, so it sounds like similar to math when you were in high school, right? Is that if I do this, if I do that, then minimally I'll get a C and I'll be okay. Well, if if I, if I graduate, if I get a degree in something that is, is, is useful, I learn it, then I will walk out with a piece of paper and there'll be jobs waiting for me. And that, that, that wasn't, that wasn't the deal. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if I'm putting all my effort in pursuing this IT job and at the end of the day, I don't even love it. Like, how much do you love football? Then what's the point? So I was like, you might as well. I have no family or nothing. Might as well pursue my passion and dream right now that when I can, you know. Yep. 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 I got you. So so you go out to Arizona to go to a music. What, what's, what was the music school in Arizona? Uh, Crass. Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences. Gotcha. Sciences, yeah. Okay. So, so what? What was? What was? If there was a couple takeaways from from that experience being out in, being out in Arizona, obviously the technical piece of it, right? Obviously the the yeah. behind the scene aspect of learning learning those processes, but as not as a technician, but as an artist, what would you say were some of the big takeaways from your experience in Arizona? Um, Networking, like meeting new people. I think when I was in Arizona and being at that school, it was almost like, this is all your peers and everybody wants to do what you're doing and what's going to separate yourself and how can you, how can you, um, how can you meet new people and, you know, be together and learn new things together and stuff like that, where, you know, now we're, it's just relationships. So now I'm in like, I'm still in good relationships with the people that I met at the school and we still talk to each other like till this day. So that's why I literally met, like, I think that was the biggest take takeaway was how to network. Gotcha. In the industry. Yeah. So similar to what you experienced when, when you were in high school football and then later when, when you were at JC and then at, at Rockford university was this idea of teamwork, but now it's in a different, in a different activity and learning different skill sets, but still there's this relationship piece of it that ends up being ran, ran through this whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so when you, when you think about, again, going back to that, 
that football coach at, at, at Citrus talking about how much do you love? And now we're going to fill it in the blank music. Yeah. Um, how, how do you answer that? How's that, how's that theme been for you now? Because this is, I mean, similar to football, this, this is, you know, like you had, I'm sounded like you had people saying growing up, pursue football. There might be a future there, but yeah. if you pursue the, pursue the arts, there's no future there. I, I, both of them seem to be <laughs> the same. Right. But I was, Really good. I was really good in sports, really good in football in high school. I was really good, the man around campus. Um, and that's why people was like, oh, you should do sports, pursue sports. And now that I look back at it, like my dad would make me go out and do these drills and stuff. And I would get mad at him because he's working me too hard and stuff. <laughs> and it, now that I look back at it, it was like, I really didn't love football at all. I just really you know, was doing something to keep me, keep my time occupied, basically. Okay. And I would do it with friends. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't, you, you may have said you love football, but yeah. you, you, you'll love this one. You didn't know what love was yet. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so when you think about when you think about the now having the love that you have for music and for creating, creating art, talk, talk about that with us a little bit about the difference between that and just and then, doing, doing something that you're good at. So like, when I was playing football, it's like, you just go through the motions every day. You know, you got to wake up at 5am during hell week. I'm just going through the motions. Everybody's doing it. So I'm going to do it where music is kind of different, where it's like, nobody has to tell me anything. I want to do that stuff. I want to wake up at five in the morning and write, you know, even if it's in my bed, like I want to come home and see if I can make a new, new instrumental. Like it's, it's different. Like I, like some, some days I would have that itch and let me go promote myself. Let me go to Venice beach and, hand out the stuff that I got. So it's, it's almost like, this is my passion because nobody has to tell me, this is the things that I love. Like nobody has to tell me to do it. I'm actually just doing it because this is what I want to do in life. <laughs> and it's, it's different. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I just, I just get that, that feeling that I'm following my, my right path, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, and we talk about it, in in counseling we talk about it being in that flow being in the, in that and and for me it, it's you know similar to that old lady on the dock that talked to you it's a it's a spiritual thing and, and yeah. cr creating content creating something to me is a spiritual spiritual experience when i when i put myself into that space and and get to be part of something created it's something bigger than myself going on. And it, and that's a cool thing. Not that I write songs or anything like that. Yeah. That'd be, <laughs> no. but, but with my thing of regarding doing presentations or, you know, business ideas or whatever it is, but it's, it's, it's being in that space and seeing something, um, so, something come out of nothing. And you know, that it's really for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the coolest part, like, and it's, it's cool that different people, how many, like, 
interpretations they get from certain songs is where I would write a song about my music, literally my struggles in music and people interpreted it as like, oh, dang, I'm going through the same thing with my dad. <laughs> so it's like, you know, the interpretations is different and it's cool to hear that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, and I think having taken some classes in college regarding uh, um, art appreciation, right? You would, it, you would go and you would look at a painting or go and you know, listen to a piece of something and what the listener or what the viewer got from it was exactly what you were supposed to get from it. Yeah. You, you know, that each, each time it could be an individualized experience. Um, it, it, and granted, you know, uh, I think there can be those things where we get influenced by what we're listening to by, by, by the masses, but it, I, real art, I think is intended for it to be individualized. Like you were just saying. Yeah. 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 So when you think about some of the stuff that you've, that you've over the last three years, what have you, now that you've been pursuing it, you know, because, you know, like most people now, you know, they're going to be listening to this and saying, well, once you find your dream, then everything's easy. And, you know, the doors open and contracts start coming in. And, you know, is that how, is that how it goes? Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Um, Literally just, it's almost like you're, you're, pursuing something that you you don't know the end result you don't know where you're going so it's it's kind of mind-blowing and sometimes you feel insane (laughs) because you're just creating music and you're on this grind and you don't see no results from it you know (laughs) and it's 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 the weirdest feeling but people are telling you you're getting better you know and like man three years ago I would have never would have thought but then you're still not seeing the results from it. But it's like, that's when that question comes back in. How much do you really love it? It's like, I could do this for the rest of my life and never get nowhere and be happy with myself that I did it, you know? Sure. sure. Yeah. And I guess that's what would be the definition in this context, the definition of love, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's doing what I would love, what I love doing, even if I don't get paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's the ultimate goal because that's, you know, that would be the life. If you pursue something that you love and then get paid from it at the end of the day. Like, yeah. 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 So when you, when you think of regarding your own, your own, your own journey in the last three years, not only taking the risk, leaving the post office, taking a risk to go out to Arizona and, and obviously commit to that piece, uh, what other things would you say that you've learned about yourself over the last three years as you've been pursuing this? And obviously, I, well, I shouldn't say obviously, I'm, I'm assuming that there is some other level where you have to do some, you have to do some other things to bring income in just to live off of, yeah. you know, which is called life, right? But um, in that, in that may be what we would refer to as a job. Yeah. <laughs> and and it that pays some bills and that's, you know, but it's not, a love and it's not a career it's a job to yeah, to take exactly. care of what it needs to take care of but what what things have you maybe learned over the last three years about yourself that you wouldn't have learned if you wouldn't have taken that risk to go out to arizona um actually this is probably like a deep deep answer but myself that's the biggest thing i learned myself i'm learning myself okay like 
I, I feel like there's a lot of people in this world who go through life never really realizing who they were. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think what music does for me is because sometimes I'm writing and I don't even know what I'm writing about. And then I go back to it and I'm like, dang, that was self-consciously. I wrote about that. That's like, uh, for example, I have a song called Toxicity. And when I was writing it, I, I, I thought I was just looking at Twitter and seeing people's reactions to being toxic. But then I learned later on that that song is 100% about me. <laughs> Okay. And my struggles with the music, just in life in general. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably the coolest thing about doing music. It's almost like looking in the mirror every day. Okay. Because not only if I'm making the beats, I'm shooting the videos, I'm looking at myself when I'm editing them, I'm listening to myself because I have to engineer it. And it's like really learning myself more and changing what I don't like about myself. And you know, building myself to be the best me that I possibly could be. Yeah, tell it. Yeah, that that's just like a super interesting thing. You know, I, um, I mean, again, from an art standpoint, artist standpoint, I can't relate. But you know, in my former life, I was a competitive bodybuilder. Yeah, and and so that was you. You worked out to develop muscle groups and an overall look. And you constantly were trying to get either get feedback from others, but then also uh, be look in the mirror to see. And, and and what's interesting about that for me, at least there were so many times what I saw in the mirror wasn't what other people saw. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and sometimes it was, my mind saw things overinflated, mean better than they were. And, exactly. other t- and, and other times it was the other way. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see what, what was there and I was too hard on myself. Yeah. And, and, and so like how, like, and, and in your case, you're looking at every aspect with a song. If you're, if you're going through it, everything from the video to the, you know, yeah you know, every, everything in post-production. Um, what has that experience been like looking in the mirror regarding that? Uh, it was a little, it's been a little weird at first. At first, that's why when you see my earlier music videos, I look awkward because, <laughs> and then, you know, you look at yourself and you're like, man, why are you being so awkward? <laughs> so right. the next video, you try not to be awkward. You know, yeah, and it's the same thing in the music where it's like, damn, why am I being so hard on myself? So the next song you write, you're like, no, I am, you know, I am a good person. I am, you know, I am worthy. So you change that. So it's been a lot of just self-reflection, like, you know, and, and, you know, people would tell me things and I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're right. I just wrote about that like a few months ago you're right. And they would tell me stuff about myself. Like, you're right. This is something that I need to work on, you know? And, and it's, it's never, it's not always bad. It's sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's good stuff where I'm like, Oh, dang, that was great that I did that. Especially in the music. Like, I could never rap fast when I was at Rockford. Now I can rap really fast. So it's like, I taught myself that. So it's like, 
you know, patting myself on the back. Like you were able to do this in a two year time frame. Imagine what you can do in 10 years. So yeah, it's, I just love the experience. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Well, and and just like that, there's an element to it that just like editing, just like post-production, just like the engineer, all those things, it's a skill that you're going to continually improve on if you continually practice at it. Yeah. And the art part of it, I think when I think of it in in my world, the art part of it is, is that getting into that flow and then allowing your, yourself to continue to develop and transform through the experience. Yeah. Yeah. So very, very cool. What, um, well, right, right now, what, what's a, any particular projects that you're, you're working on right now, any particular ideas that you have going on right now, um, that, that kind of, that you're kind of, that you're excited about doing? Um, yeah. Um, so at the beginning of the year, I was like, I made my first album and that was all of 2020. That's during quarantine, what I was working on. And I didn't have a studio or anything. I was working in my mom's house uh, and I recorded the whole album in my sister's closet, basically. (laughs) Um, So I, I dropped that. And then going into 2021, I'm like, I wanna make another album where I have a studio And everything's still me, but I would have a studio and I would call it my alter ego, John Looney. (laughs) Okay. So that's what I'm working on now. Um, And it's a, it turned out to be a love story because I was heartbroken for the first time at the beginning of the year. And me trying to work through that has kind of brought my music to new heights. So, you know, (laughs) just, and that's something I'm excited about. for you know people to hear and it should be out in like i would say in december okay okay so so yeah tell me tell tell us a little bit about this you you said that you created this altar right to alter artists which is you so tell us what what has that been like what has that allowed you to be able to do that that maybe you know that you wouldn't have done uh, yeah, what has that allowed you to experiment with, explore? Yeah, what is it? What does that give you permission to do? Uh, it's so weird because when I first started, started it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be my alter ego. This is what I say when I'm trying to be crazy <laughs> and insane." Because that's why I named myself John Looney. He's just a crazy in the mind. And then the more and more I'm creating this, the more and more I'm like, John Looney is 100% me. <laughs> down that's just me it's what I want to say what I want to do how you know how I want to work it out and Jay Anthony the rapper is the character I built to step on the stage so it's been a weird experience <laughs> yeah okay. but it's it's so cool just to see it play out it's like okay I'm giving the audience 100 percent me yeah, and it's yeah. been working out because now I'm starting to see fans. I'm starting to see, and it's like something Ice Cube used to always say, like, if you want to make it in this industry, be 100% authentic in yourself. And I'm starting to learn that through yeah. this journey. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's got to be such a crazy thing. Just no different than, than when, when I was young, a teenager bodybuilding, when you have like a small amount of claw, you know, uh, uh, you know, what you, what would be equivalent to like a, a like a, a bikini swimming suit. Right. Um, and you're totally exposed, but, yeah. <laughs> but there's a, but there's a, but there's a difference because that was just from the physical realm. When, when you are choosing to expose or be vulnerable about what you're working through yourself and then putting it into story, um, I can, I can definitely see why you're getting feedback from people you yeah. know, because they're going through their own journey and they're, and they're going, okay, he's, he's putting, he's putting a name to it. He's putting a story to it. He's putting it to, to music. And so they can identify with that. Yeah. And everybody goes through the same things in life. And that's what I'm learning too. Like um, you're going through something that someone across the whole, you know, the world is going through. And that's why I feel like obligated to do this music. And that's why I feel like I'm on my right path because it's a gift. I, I never sat down and was taught how to rap. It's just something I was gifted with and I keep getting better at. So I feel like this was my path. Nice. All right. Very cool. So, so John, if, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, um, someone wanted to hear some of your music, someone wanted to look at some look at some of your stuff, either uh, either Jay Anthony's or 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 in the in the soon future, John John Looney. What? Uh, how how is the best way for them to get a hold of you, uh, or or look at your stuff? What's the best way to do that? Um, my website jayanthony.com, and I spell Jay Anthony different, so you can google me <laughs> so i spell it j-a-e-a-n-t-h-o-n-i-e and dot com and then that's where i put all my stuff out really and then if you google me all my social media will pop up yeah perfect all right well you know i've i've appreciated getting to know you over over the last six years and then obviously just recently you know linking back up for caleb's yeah. wedding and down at dark down in arkansas i see you made it back great. home yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made it made it home okay yeah. <laughs> um, but uh but i i appreciate you sharing your story about you learning what it meant when when that coach asked uh what do you love football yeah and, and then recognizing to ask that same question of yourself when it came to to music and then you yeah. found real love yeah yeah <laughs> most definitely yeah so, good deal <laughs> well again i appreciate you being on the show and um i am definitely gonna want to have you at maybe even after your you you dropped john looney uh your first your first album with him uh yeah. when, you, when you when that comes out i would love to hear have you come back on the show we'll talk about what that kind of response when you when you drop the whole thing yeah that'd be great yeah that'd be great i would love that all right. Well, you, my friend, be good. And um, let me just say to the audience, um, I know this was a little bit different than we normally do um, uh, of having having John on the, on, the, on the show. But as we talk about stories of, of a person's journey, um, I think this was exactly what, uh, what the journey is about, is individuals being able to learn from their experience and being able to find their path and find, their, find that thing that really calls them and find that true love um, that, so they can be in that flow and be able to, to express themselves and, and be in that space. It's not just a job, it's, it's actually who 
who you are. And, um, and again, as you're, uh, as you listen to this, I, I appreciate any comments and then being able to send this to anybody that may need it at this particular time in their life. As always, thank you for being here. And I look forward to being with you again next week.